Hello and welcome to episode 64 of Dirt Is Not That Hard. I'm your host, Ed Dawson, the founder of keywordspeopleuse.com, the solution to finding the questions people ask online. I'm an affiliate marketer, SEO, and I've been building and monetizing websites for over 20 years. I've built sites from the ground up, bought sites, and sold sites in large exits. I'm here to share with you the SEO knowledge, hints, and tips I've built up over the years. Today, I'm going to talk about link building with digital PR. Okay, so we'll start with the very basic digital PR. Well, the PR stands for public relations. So what we're looking at is how we use digital public relations or digital PR to help us with link building. So just to say, digital PR is considered a white hat uh, method of link building because as you'll, you'll find out as we talk about it, you're not paying people directly just to link to you. Um, you are trying to get people to link to you, but the way you'd go about it is by you're really you're bringing content to people and then with an ask of would you link to us, you're not paying them to link to you. So so that the, the work around it is to promote your content and get it in front of people who might would be willing to link to you. So that, that's why it's considered white hat. And digital PR um, seems to have come as a sort of uh, an answer to a reaction to the penguin algorithms back in 20 sort of 12 2013 time where prior to that people used to pretty much just pay other sites to link to them and there was open markets in it um, then the penguin algorithm came along and google hit really hard on sites that were just buying links and I got hit in that myself with Born and Kid at UK. We got hit by Penguin. We had to disavow a load of, a load of links and, and think of our strategy anew. And digital PR is one of the strategies that emerged from the sort of the wreckage of Penguin. And this is where people, instead of spending their budget on buying links, they would instead spend their budget on promoting content that they created with the aim of attracting links. So the two pieces of it are that generally in a digital PR campaign, you will create a piece of content related to your topic, and then you will spend time approaching journalists or the website owners with the story of your brand and the story of that piece of content that you've created in the, in the hope that they will then link to you because they want to share that story with their readers, their audience, um, and you're hoping that in, it's part of doing that they will link back to you um, but you don't require people to link that's the difference you know that there isn't there's no exchange of of cash um, in return for them covering the story and then hopefully linking back to you um, you can always ask them and they might do it and I think you know I've seen plenty of people who specialize in digital PR um, can find it frustrating when people will reference their content not but link but not link to it but still it's still positive having your product, your stories being spoken about on other places, even if it's not linked, because it can raise your brand awareness and people might then go and Google to try and find you and increase your brand searches and increase traffic to your site that way, um, which over time it will spiral and get you more links. So this is the whole theory about digital PR is it's kind of link building without link building, if you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, the, the, the very much aim um, of digital PR and, and, and it's the, the KPI that lots of digital PR firms that specialize in doing digital PR will measure themselves on is the amount of links and the amount of volume of traffic that they will that their PR work will send to their clients. Now as um, digital PR is considered a white hat sort of clean legitimate tactic for link building um, there's actually loads of 
um, public case studies of um, of how firms have used digital PR to build links and build brand awareness, um, which you don't get with other types of SEO, which might be a little bit more shady or people are not willing to share. Um, yeah, there's, there's lots of examples out there that you, you can refer to, especially because some of the brands um, that actually spend a lot of money on this, because digital PR is not actually cheap because there's a lot of work in creating original content pieces and there's a lot of work um, in actually doing the outreach and getting hold of journalists and, and pitching, basically. So it's not a cheap thing necessarily to do. Um, so a lot of the brands that do it are quite big brands and other brands that aren't afraid of um, talking about what they're up to because they know who the competition is and there might be and oftentimes there's barriers to entry to, to get into those industries. So um, it tends to be a lot less secretive than some of the sort of the niche site stuff and the more shady stuff, uh, shady tactics that people might use that they don't want to talk about for fear of being outed. So yeah, there's loads of really good examples out there. So let's let's look at a few of them now. If you listen to um, other podcasts on online marketing and SEO, you've probably come across um, adverts from searchintelligence.co.uk and a guy called Ferry, who I think is the the MD there, uh, or the founder. He actually gives in his adverts examples of actual case studies that they've that they've done for clients. So a couple of that come to mind are they did a um, they did one where what would um, computer game characters earn in real life? So they took the top fifty. Um, computer game characters like Mario from Mario Kart and uh, Super Mario Brothers and all those things like that and then worked out what the average um, wage would be for someone of, of, the, of their occupation and then ranked them in order um, and then put this out to you know to, to the journalist world and um, yeah they got picked up um, loads of places picked up um, the content and wrote and wrote pieces about it on their own websites and linked back to it. So that's one of their examples. Another great example of theirs for a really quite boring um, subject, but that actually they got loads of um, uh, links for, was uh, placed the, the best place to um, pass your driving test in the UK. Their client in this case was a um, firm of um, driving instructors, so people that teach people to drive. And they... Um, Create up this piece, yeah. Where's the best place to pass your driving test in the UK? And how they did this was they found data, freely available data, government data, that showed the pass rate at all the different test centres around the UK. And from that, they did a quick bit of analysis just to work out which um, which um, driving centre people were most likely to pass in in order. So to say, they could say the easiest place to pass is X, and the hardest place to pass is Y. And they then put this out. Uh, and this piece of content was great because it mentioned lots of different areas around the UK and that gets picked up by lots of local papers uh, with their websites in the UK. So it's a great way of getting lots of localised links um, because there's nothing that, that these, these local papers like more than being able to compare themselves with other regions. Um, so that's another good example of having a good hook. Um, in this case, you know, where's the easiest place to pass your driving test and that will be picked up by journalists and written about. If you're interested in finding out more about um, digital PR, um, then there's a course um, on digitalprcourse.com that I'm not affiliated with anyway, and I'm just putting this out there because the guy who runs it, um, Mark Rofe, he he's 
found fame on the internet when he actually um, got on TV stations all around the world and lots of coverage just for himself when he hired a billboard, like a big advertising billboard in the UK, with a um, put a picture of himself on saying, uh, date Mark. He was trying to find a date and he got 2,000 applications for people wanting to date him and a huge amount of coverage online. And it's that kind of creativity that you kind of need for great digital PR campaigns. And he's got a whole course dedicated to digital PR, how to come up with ideas for campaigns and how to execute them. So that's at um, digitalprcourse.com. So yeah, highly recommended if you want to discover uh, more about this and how to implement it at a higher level than I can possibly share. Thanks for listening to episode 64 of SEO is not that hard. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe and share, it really helps. SEO is not that hard is brought to you by keywordspeopleuse.com, the solution to finding the questions people ask online. See why thousands of people use us every day. Try it today for free at keywordspeopleuse.com. If you want to get in touch, have any questions, I'd love to hear from you. I'm at Channel 5 on Twitter, or you can email me at podcast at keywordspeopleuse.com. Bye for now, and see you in the next episode of SEO is not that hard. <laughs>